0: Chapter Thirteen of the Railway Children. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Railway Children by Edith Nesbitt. Chapter Thirteen: The Hound's Grandfather. Mother did not get back to her writing all that day, for the red jerseyed hound, whom the children had brought to Three Chimneys, had to be put to bed, and then the doctor came and hurt him most horribly. Mother was with him all through it, and that made it a little better than it would have been but
1: bad was the best
0: as mrs viney said the children sat in the parlour downstairs and heard the sound of the doctor's boots going backwards and forwards over the bedroom floor and once or twice there was a groan
2: it's horrible said bobby oh i wish dr forrest would make haste oh poor jim it is horrible
0: said peter
3: but it's very exciting "'I wish doctors weren't so stuck up about who they'll have in the room "'when they're doing things. "'I should most awfully like to see a leg set. "'I believe the bones crunch like anything.' "'Don't!'
0: said the two girls at once.
3: "'Rubbish!'
0: said Peter.
3: "'How are you going to be Red Cross nurses, "'like you were talking of coming home, "'if you can't even stand hearing me say about bones crunching? "'You'd have to hear them crunch on the field of battle "'and be steeped in gore up to the elbows, likely as not, and—'
2: "'Stop it!'
0: cried bobby with a white face
2: you don't know how funny you're making me feel me too
0: said Phyllis, whose face was pink
2: cowards said peter i'm not said bobby i helped mother with your rake wounded foot and so did phil you know we did well then
0: said peter
2: now look here it would be a jolly good thing for you
3: if i were to talk to you every day for half an hour about broken bones and people's insides "'so as to get you used to it.'
0: A chair was moved above.
3: "'Listen,' said Peter. "'That's the bone crunching.' "'I do wish
1: you wouldn't,'
0: said Phyllis.
1: "'Bobby doesn't like it.' "'I'll tell you what they do,'
0: said Peter. I can't think what made him so horrid. Perhaps it was because he had been so very nice and kind all the earlier part of the day, and now he had to have a change. This is called reaction.' One notices it now and then in oneself. Sometimes, when one has been extra good for a longer time than usual, one is suddenly attacked by a violent fit of not being good at all.
3: I'll tell you what they do, said Peter. They strap the broken man down so that he can't resist or interfere with their doctorish designs, and then someone holds his head, and someone holds his legs the broken one, and pulls it till the bones fit in, with a crunch, mind you, and then they strap it up and—hey,
2: let's play at bone-setting." "'Oh,
1: no!'
0: said Phyllis. But Bobby said suddenly,
2: "'All right, let's. I'll be the doctor and Phil can be the nurse. You can be the broken boner. We can get at your legs more easily because you don't wear petticoats.' "'I'll get the splints and bandages,' said Peter. "'You get the couch of suffering
3: ready.'
0: the ropes that had tied up the boxes that had come from home were all in a wooden packing-case in the cellar when peter brought in a trailing tangle of them and two boards for splints phyllis was excitedly giggling
3: now then ah
0: he said and lay down on the settle groaning most grievously
2: not so loud
0: said bobby beginning to wind the rope round him and the settle
2: you pull, phil not so tight
0: moaned peter
3: "'You'll break my other leg.'
0: Bobby worked on in silence, winding more and more rope around him.
3: "'That's enough,'
0: said Peter.
2: "'I can't move at all. "'Oh, my poor leg!'
0: He groaned again.
2: "'Sure you can't move,'
0: asked Bobby in a rather strange tone.
2: "'Quite sure,'
0: replied Peter.
3: "'Shall we play It's Bleeding Freely or Not?'
0: he asked cheerfully.
2: You can play what you like,
0: said Bobby sternly, folding her arms and looking down at him, where he lay all wound round and round with cord.
2: Phil and I are going away, and we shan't untie you till you promise never, never to talk to us about blood and wounds unless we say you may. Come, Phil. You beast,
0: said Peter, writhing.
2: I'll never promise, never. I'll yell, and mother will come. Do, said Bobby and tell her why we tied you up come on phil no i'm not a beast peter but you wouldn't stop when we asked you and yah
0: said peter
3: it wasn't even your own idea you got it out of Storky.
0: bobby and phil retiring in silent dignity were met at the door by the doctor he came in rubbing his hands and looking pleased with himself well he said that job's done it's a nice clean fracture
4: and it'll go on all right i've no doubt pluck a young chap too
0: hello what's all this his eye had fallen on peter who lay mousy still in his bonds on the settle playing at prisoners eh he said but his eyebrows had gone up a little somehow he had not thought that bobby would be playing while in the room above someone was having a broken bone set oh no said bobby
2: not at prisoners we were playing at Setting Bones. Peter's the broken boner, and I was the doctor.
0: The doctor frowned. Then I must say, he said, and he said it rather sternly,
4: that it's a very heartless game. Haven't you enough imagination even to faintly picture what's been going on upstairs? That poor chap, with the drops of sweat on his forehead, and biting his lips so as not to cry out, and every touch on his leg agony,
0: and—
1: You are to be tied up,
0: said Phyllis.
1: You're as bad as. Hush, said Bobby. I'm sorry, but we weren't heartless, really. I
3: was, I suppose,
0: said Peter crossly.
3: All right, Bobby, don't you go on being noble and screening me, because I jolly well won't have it. It was only that I kept on talking about blood and wounds. I wanted to train them for Red Cross nurses, and I wouldn't stop when they asked me.
0: Well, said Dr. Forrest, sitting down.
3: Well, then i said let's play at setting bones it was all rot i knew bobby wouldn't i only said it to tease her and then when she said yes of course i had to go through with it and they tied me up they got it out of Storky, and i think it's a beastly shame
0: he managed to writhe over and hide his face against the wooden back of the settle
2: i didn't think that anyone would know but us
0: said bobby indignantly answering peter's unspoken reproach
2: i never thought of your coming in and hearing about blood and wounds does really make me feel most awfully funny it was only a joke our tying him up let me untie you pete i don't care if you
3: never untie me
0: said peter
3: and if that's your idea of a joke
0: if i were you said the doctor though really he did not quite know what to say
4: i should be untied before your mother comes down you don't want to worry her just now
0: do you
3: i don't promise anything about not saying about wounds mind
0: said peter in very surly tones as bobby and phyllis began to untie the knots
2: i'm very sorry pete
0: bobby whispered leaning close to him as she fumbled with the big knot under the settle
2: but if you only knew how sick you made
3: me feel you've made me feel pretty sick i can tell you
0: peter rejoined then he shook off the loose cords and stood up i looked in said dr Forrest
4: to see if one of you would come along to the surgery. There are some things that your mother will want at once, and I have given my man a day off to go and see the circus. Will you
0: come, Peter? Peter went, without a word or a look, to his sisters. The two walked in silence up to the gate that led from the three chimneys field to the road. Then Peter said,
3: Let me carry your bag. I say it is heavy. What's in it?
4: oh knives and lancets and different instruments for hurting people and the ether bottle i had to give him ether you know
0: the agony was so intense peter was silent tell me all about how you found this chap said dr forest peter told and then dr forest told him stories of brave rescues he was a most interesting man to talk to as peter had often remarked then in the surgery peter had a better chance than he had ever had of examining the doctor's balance and his microscope and his scales and measuring glasses when all the things were ready that peter was to take back the doctor said suddenly you'll excuse my
4: shoving my oar in won't you but i should like to say something to you
3: now for a rowing
0: thought peter who had been wondering how it was that he had escaped one something scientific added the doctor "'Yes,' said Peter, fiddling with the fossil ammonite that the doctor used for a paperweight. "'Well,
4: then, you see, boys and girls are only little men and women, and we are much harder and hardier than they are.' Peter liked the we. Perhaps the doctor had known he would. "'And much stronger, and things that hurt them don't hurt us. You know you mustn't hit a girl.'
3: "'I should think not,
4: indeed,' muttered
0: Peter indignantly.
4: "'Not even if she's your own sister. "'That's because girls are so much softer and weaker than we are. "'They have to be, you know,' he added. "'Because if they weren't, it wouldn't be nice for the babies. "'And that's why all the animals are so good to the mother animals. "'They never fight them, you know.'
3: "'I know,'
4: said Peter, interested.
3: Two buck-rabbits will fight all day if you let them, but they won't hurt a doe.'
4: "'No, and quite wild beasts, lions and elephants, "'they're immensely gentle with the female beasts.' And we've got to be, too. I see, said Peter. And their hearts are soft, too, the doctor went on. And things that we shouldn't think anything of hurt them dreadfully. So that a man has to be very careful, not only of his fists, but of his words. They're awfully brave, you know.
0: He went on.
4: Think of Bobby waiting alone in the tunnel with that poor chap. It's an odd thing. "'The softer and more easily hurt a woman is, "'the better she can screw herself up to do what has to be done. "'I've seen some brave women, your mother's one.'
0: "'He ended abruptly. "'Yes,' said Peter.
4: "'Well, that's all. "'Excuse my mentioning it, "'but nobody knows everything without being told. "'And you see what I mean, don't you?'
3: "'Yes,'
4: said Peter.
3: "'I'm sorry, there.'
4: "'Of course you are. "'People always are, directly, they understand.' everyone
0: ought to be taught these scientific facts so long they shook hands heartily when peter came home his sisters looked at him doubtfully it's pax said peter dumping down the basket on the table
3: dr forrest has been talking scientific to me no it's no use my telling you what he said you wouldn't understand but it all comes to you girls being poor soft weak frightened things like rabbits "'so us men have just got to put up with them. "'He said you were female
1: beasts. "'Shall I take this up to mother or will you?' "'I know what boys are,'
0: said Phyllis, with flaming cheeks.
1: "'They're just the nastiest, rudest.' "'They're very brave,' said Bobby. "'Sometimes.' "'Oh, you mean the chap
3: upstairs, I see. "'Go ahead, Phil. "'I shall put up with whatever you say, "'because you're a poor, weak, frightened, soft.'
1: "'Not if I pull your hair you won't,'
0: said Phyllis, springing at him.
2: "'He said Pax,'
0: said Bobby, pulling her away.
2: "'Don't you see?'
0: she whispered as Peter picked up the basket and stalked out with it.
2: "'He's sorry, really, only he won't say so. Let's say we're sorry.' "'It's so goody-goody,'
0: said Phyllis doubtfully.
2: "'He said we were female beasts, and soft and frightened.' "'Then let's show him we're not frightened of him thinking us goody-goody,' said Bobby. "'And we're not any more beasts than he is.'
0: and when peter came back still with his chin in the air bobby said
2: we're sorry we tied you up pete i thought you would be
0: said peter very stiff and superior this was hard to bear but
2: well so we are said bobby now let honour be satisfied on both sides i did call it pax
0: said peter in an injured tone
2: then let it be pax said bobby Come on Phil let's get the tea Pete you might lay the cloth I say
0: said phyllis when peace was really restored which was not till they were washing up the cups after tea
1: Doctor Forrest didn't really say we were female beasts did he yes
0: said peter firmly
3: but i think he meant we men were wild beasts too how funny of him
0: said phyllis breaking a cup
3: may i come in mother
0: peter was at the door of mother's writing-room where mother sat at her table with two candles in front of her their flames looked orange and violet against the clear grey-blue of the sky where already a few stars were twinkling
5: yes dear
0: said mother absently
5: anything wrong
0: she wrote a few more words and then laid down her pen and began to fold up what she had written
5: i was just writing to jim's grandfather He lives near here, you know. Yes, you said so at tea. That's what I want to say.
3: Must you write to him, Mother? Couldn't we keep Jim and not say anything to his people till he's well? It would be such a surprise for them. Well, yes,
5: (laughs)
0: said Mother, laughing.
3: (laughs) I think it would. You see,
0: Peter went on.
3: Of course, the girls are all right and all that. I'm not saying anything against them. But I should like it if I had another chap to talk to sometimes. Yes,
5: yes said mother i know it's dull for you dear but i can't help it next year perhaps i can send you to school you'd like that wouldn't you i do
3: miss the other chaps
5: rather
0: peter confessed
5: but if jim could stay after his leg was well we could have awful larks i've no doubt of it said mother well perhaps he could but you know dear we're not rich i can't afford to get him everything he'll want and he must have a nurse can't you nurse him mother you do nurse people so beautifully that's a pretty compliment pete but i can't do nursing and my writing as well that's the worst of it
3: then you must send the letter to his grandfather
5: of course and to his schoolmaster too we telegraphed to them both but i must write as well they'll be most dreadfully anxious
3: i say mother why can't his grandfather pay for a nurse
0: peter suggested
3: that would be ripping i expect the old boy's rolling in money grandfathers in books always are well this one isn't in a book (laughs) said mother so we mustn't expect him to roll much (laughs) i say
0: said peter musingly
3: wouldn't it be jolly if we all were in a book and you were writing it then you could make all sorts of jolly things happen and make jim's legs get well at once and be all right tomorrow, and father come home soon and-do
5: you miss your father very much
0: mother asked rather coldly peter thought awfully said peter briefly mother was enveloping and addressing the second letter you see peter went on slowly
3: you see it's not only him being father but now he's away there's no other man in the house but me that's why i want jim to stay so frightfully much wouldn't you like to be writing that book with us all in it mother and make daddy come home soon
0: peter's mother put her arm round him suddenly and hugged him in silence for a minute. Then she said,
5: Don't you think it's rather nice to think that we're in a book that God's writing? If I were writing the book, I might make mistakes. But God knows how to make the story and just write, in a way that's best for us. Do you really believe that, Mother?
0: Peter asked quietly. Yes, she said.
5: I do believe it. Almost always. Except when I'm so sad that I can't believe anything but even when i can't believe it i know it's true and i try to believe you don't know how i try peter now take the letters to the post and don't let's be sad any more courage courage that's the finest of all virtues i dare say jim will be here for two or three weeks yet
0: for what was left of the evening peter was so angelic that bobby feared he was going to be ill she was quite relieved in the morning to find him plaiting phyllis's hair on to the back of her chair in quite his old manner it was soon after breakfast that a knock came at the door the children were hard at work cleaning the brass candlesticks in honour of jim's visit
5: that'll be the doctor said mother i'll go shut the kitchen door you're not fit to be seen
0: but it wasn't the doctor they knew that by the voice and by the sound of the boots that went upstairs they did not recognize the sound of the boots but everyone was certain that they had heard the voice before there was a longish interval the boots and the voice did not come down again
1: who can it possibly be
0: they kept on asking themselves and each other perhaps said peter at last
3: dr forrest has been attacked by a highwayman and left for dead and this is the man his telegraphed for to take his place mrs viney said he had a local tenant to do his work when he went for a
1: holiday didn't you mrs viney i did so my dear
0: said mrs viney from the back kitchen
1: he's fallen down in a fit more likely
0: said Phyllis.
1: all human aid is spared of and this is his man come to break the news to mother nonsense
0: said peter briskly
1: mother wouldn't have taken the man up into
3: jim's bedroom Why would she? Listen, the door's opening. Now they'll come down. I'll open the door a crack. He did. I'm not listening,
0: he replied indignantly to Bobby's scandalised remarks.
3: Nobody in their senses would talk secrets on the stairs. And Mother can't have secrets to talk with Dr. Forrest's stableman,
5: and you said it was him. Bobby?
0: called Mother's voice. They opened the kitchen door, and Mother leaned over the stair railing.
5: Jim's grandfather has come she said wash your hands and faces and then you can see him he wants to see you
0: the bedroom door shut again there now said peter
3: fancy us not even thinking of that let's have some hot water mrs viney i'm as black as your hat
0: the three were indeed dirty for the stuff you clean brass candlesticks with is very far from cleaning to the cleaner they were still busy with soap and flannel when they heard the boots and the voice come down the stairs and go into the dining room and when they were clean though still damp because it takes such a long time to dry your hands properly and they were very impatient to see the grandfather they filed into the dining room mother was sitting in the window seat and in the leather-covered armchair that father always used to sit in at the other house sat their own old gentleman.'
3: "'Well, I never did,'
0: said Peter, even before he said.
3: "'How do you do?'
0: He was, as he explained afterwards,
3: too surprised even to remember that there was such a thing as politeness,
0: much less to practise it.
1: "'It's our own old gentleman,'
0: said Phyllis.
1: "'Oh, it's you,'
0: said Bobby. And then they remembered themselves and their manners, and said,
5: "'How How do you do? do?'
0: "'Very nicely.'
5: this is jim's grandfather mr
0: said mother naming the old gentleman's name
5: how splendid
0: said peter
5: that's just exactly like a book isn't it mother it is rather
0: said mother smiling
5: things do happen in real life that are rather like books sometimes
1: i am so awfully glad it is you
0: said Phyllis.
1: when you think of the tons of old gentlemen there are in the world it might have been almost anyone i say though
0: said peter
1: you're
3: not going to take jim away though are you
0: not at present said the old gentleman
6: your mother has most kindly consented to let him stay here i thought of sending a nurse but your mother is good enough to say that she will nurse him herself
3: but what about her writing
0: said peter before anyone could stop him
3: there won't be anything for him to eat if mother doesn't write that's all right
0: said mother hastily the old gentleman looked very kindly at mother
6: i see he said you trust your children and confide in them of course said mother then i may tell you of our little arrangement he said your mother my dears has consented to give up writing for a little while and become a matron of my hospital oh
0: said phyllis blankly
1: and shall we have to go away from three chimneys and the railway and everything
5: no no darling
0: said mother hurriedly
6: the hospital is called three chimneys hospital
0: said the old gentleman
6: and my unlucky jim's the only patient and i hope he'll continue to be so your mother will be matron and there will be a hospital staff of a housemaid and a cook till jim's well
3: and then will mother go on writing again
0: asked peter we shall see said the old gentleman with a slight swift glance at bobby
6: perhaps something nice may happen and she won't have to
5: i love my writing
6: said mother very quickly i know said the old gentleman don't be afraid that i'm going to try to interfere but one never knows very wonderful and beautiful things do happen don't they and we live most of our lives in the hope of them i may come again to see the boy Surely." said mother
5: and i don't know how to thank you for making it possible for me to nurse him dear boy
1: he kept calling mother mother in the night
0: said Phyllis,
1: i woke up twice and heard him he didn't mean me
0: said mother in a low voice to the old gentleman
5: that's why i wanted so much to keep him
0: the old gentleman rose
5: i'm so glad
0: said peter
3: that you're going to keep him mother
6: take care of your mother my dears said the old gentleman she's a woman in a million
2: yes isn't she
0: whispered bobby god bless her said the old gentleman taking both mother's hands
6: god bless her Aye and she shall be blessed dear me where's my hat will bobby come with me to the gate
0: at the gate he stopped and said
6: you're a good child my dear I got your letter, but it wasn't needed. When I read about your father's case in the papers at the time, I had my doubts, and ever since I've known who you were, I've been trying to find out things. I haven't done very much yet, but I have hopes, my dear, I have hopes."
2: "'Oh!'
0: said Bobby, choking a little.
6: "'Yes, I may say, great hopes, but keep your secret a little longer.' wouldn't do to upset your mother with a false hope would it
2: oh but it isn't false said bobby i know you can do it i knew you could when i wrote it isn't a false hope is
6: it no he said i don't think it's a false hope or i wouldn't have told you and i think you deserve to be told that there is a hope
2: and you don't think father did it do you oh say you don't think he did
6: my dear he said I'm perfectly certain he didn't.
0: If it was a false hope, it was none the less a very radiant one that lay warm at Bobby's heart, and through the days that followed, lighted her little face as a Japanese lantern is lighted by the candle within. End of chapter thirteen.